I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we're assembling today and their elders past, present and emerging, the Wurundjeri and the Kool Nation. And over here in Los Angeles, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Gabrielenio people. If you think school is super crazy, wait till you get to uni. It's like a freaking jail. I'm Eliza <laughs> Jansen. <laughs> I'm Noah Jansen. I'm Meg Jansen. And I'm Ivana Brehas. Welcome Ooh. to Twin Picks. Gosh, I love movies. Welcome to Twin Picks, the show where a pair of actual real-life human twins and also me make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of similarity, and then we decide which one does its job better. Hi, team, and special guest. Yay! Yay. I'm so excited we have a guest today. Welcome, Ivana. Thank, Thank you. you so much More for joining guests. us. Thanks for coming. Thanks yeah. for having me. With an amazing, with an amazing suggestion, an amazing um, two, two movies that you've brought today. I appreciate it. I care a lot about, uh, I care. I was going to say I care yeah, a lot about them. Beautiful films. I care a lot about Sky High. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Sky High slaps. Well, I'll be honest, this, I reckon this more so than probably any other episode we've had will probably throw people off. It threw me off until this morning. I think this is the thesis of the show. Yeah. This exact episode yeah. is... Sky High and Stanford Prison Experiment. Well, someone should explain, someone more articulate than me can explain the, the connection. But this yeah. was, Ivana sent this in by email. So it's proof to anyone listening that, you know. We do read the you, emails. We, we read them read and them. Uh, we have a big list of all your suggestions. And um, if we love it just enough, maybe you can get on the show and chat about it with us. We love this one. That's it. So what's that? What's the connection for all the puzzled people at home? Ivana, like, how did you discover this connection? Like, when when did you know um, you realize what was going on? I think I can't remember, but it was just something to do with me loving the two dudes, Michael Angarano and Nicholas Brown, um, and like, I guess seeing them around and stuff, and being like, oh, it's those guys from Sky High, and then whenever <laughs> I whenever I eventually saw a Stanford Prison Experiment, I was like it's those guys from sky high and, like, <laughs> and like that was my first thought in the first 10 seconds but then when I was watching it I was like wait are these like the same movie like about the same well, yeah movie? they are <laughs> exactly they have the same exact like contention yeah which is sort of the idea of like institutions and institutions like sort of steeped in corruption that label people and you know cause these two categorizations of and what it is a like class of people to have one category feel more powerful or more mm. have more authority or status than the other yeah, yeah. scary stuff incredible stuff <laughs> wow. I love sky that. high when it's like sky high is a kid's superhero movie that we loved as kids like you know mm-hmm. I, I would have seen it in cinemas a bunch of times and like probably like played it on the school ground or whatever mm-hmm. but stanford prison experiment is like a very somber um historical drama that came out like much more recently but yeah yeah, like we've said they had and we'll definitely get into it more and compare the picks but like they do have that same theme of like (laughs) bad education and like how institutions like just do not divide us real people wow well what do we want to start with i think let's kick it off with stanford prison experiment yeah okay yeah let's start on a downer okay (laughs) okay great (laughs) We I agree fully. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> the 
the Stanford Prison Experiment is an American docudrama directed by Kyle Patrick Alvarez, someone I have never heard of in my life. And it came out in 2015. And I guess Devana has just pointed out that Stanford Prison Experiment came out exactly a decade after Sky High. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute to imagine these two actors, Michael Angarano <laughs> and Cousin Greg, like reuniting after a decade. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I'm really uh, anticipating, I'm really anticipating like a spiritual third installment in 2025. I feel like that's what would that even be be? though? What's the evolution to say like that? Okay. That's what 10 years has done to them from being beautiful, like engaged superheroes to being like spooky prison guards. What are they going to be next? Maybe they dismantled the the institutions that divide them. Wow. They turn their powers to the Black Lives Matter movement and it's superheroes (laughs) versus police. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Sky High 2 and it tackles BLM. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, um, what's the Stanford Prison Experiment about? For those who don't know. Well, um, if you've ever done a uni course on psychology or you have any friends that have read like one psychology book, you have definitely heard of this case since it's always used as like a really entry level like psychology experiment to be like, whoa, if you think about it, society's like so fucked up. But (laughs) the Stanford Prison Experiment was an actual thing that happened at Stanford University in 1971 where a psychology professor played in the film by Billy Crudup um, yes. called Philip Zimbardo. Um, he basically made this like simulated prison, um, arbitrarily like grouping volunteers. Um, I mean, they're paid volunteers into either being a prisoner or a guard and sort of didn't really have a hypothesis as to what would happen. It was just like, let's see what happens. And then bad things yeah. happen. This is and science. he was like, yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I knew things would go badly. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. just terrible. And um, it does feel really dangerous, even watching it unfold, knowing the history. It's like, how did you not foresee how harmful this would be on people? Like, yeah. it's scary to think about it. It's one of the things it does best, I think, is kind of position that thing of being like the experiment plays out outside of the room as well as inside of it. Like a lot of it, yeah. I actually wish they made Billy Crudup more of a bad guy. Like to me, the most interesting parts of the movie were like different scientists coming in and being like, so what what's like what's the point of the contract if when people like what do people literally have to say to you to get out if yeah. it's on the contract it says they can leave whenever they want but a lot of them try and then they like bully them or Physically like scare them, them and stuff and you're like so them. what do they actually have to do and some of them you know like one professor dude is like so what's the independent variable because yeah. that's the only thing that makes an experiment valid and just just constantly proving that he literally is constantly trying to remind himself he's like this is a good thing like Mm. i'm doing this for science and it's like what are you actually doing other than being like humans are capable of this and being bad (laughs) doesn't dismantle Mm. anything yeah yeah it is a very foolhardy experiment um but i feel like the movie that's opening scenes of them you know putting an ad in the paper to recruit guys and talking to the guys and interviewing them and seeing you know whether they'll be a good fit for the experiment i feel like that was a really like handy way of getting us to see that like you know maybe I would take part in this without knowing what was going to happen like did you guys yeah feel like oh yeah I would step into this trap too yeah I think one of the real a real asset I thought to the film was the idea of like how insular and claustrophobic it was it it existed within the like the confines of the actual space that the experiment took place in we never understood or knew much of anyone's life aside from only a bit of Ezra Miller, like only a playing tiny with their bit of and, like, Ezra Miller. With the hose or something. And even then, that was only to show that he was arrested, like mm. you know, um, for show or whatever. But yeah, aside from that, and the relationship between Billy Crudup and his like partner in the film, um, there wasn't really anything that spoke to them outside of the experiment, which I thought conveyed the message quite clearly how how mm. how deeply they sort of fell into this rabbit hole, how totally, it really yeah. became them, this experiment. Mm. Yeah. As Eliza said, I think it really does position you to, at the start, be like, oh, yeah, I would totally fall into this. Like, would you, like, Ivana, would you, would you do it? I would totally do it based on that ad. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, easy money. I mean, it's a weird thing because, like, possibly, but it's so hard for my brain, like, because I live post Stanford prison experiment you know what I mean so yeah. like no I wouldn't but like that's because yeah. I know what it would be yeah um, 
That's mm. so true. I reckon it's interesting to see it to like, obviously we can't speak to it now. It's something that actually occurred, but the idea that it was all men of a certain age who took mm. part in the experiment in the film, but also in real life, mm. like whether that would change if it were to be like me going into the experiment or Ivana or whatever. It's just like interesting knowing that this is something that actually occurred. It does capture you and sort of make you like question your own psychology in ways that documentaries usually mm. can do better than like a historical drama or whatever. Right. And well, the a few scenes in the movie, like those interviews at the start and then like a debrief interview at the end, they definitely feel like verbatim or something. Like yeah. you can picture the actors having watched the like real tapes from the experiment or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, mm. definitely. A lot of the, um, that sense of like, I actually think it does a really good job of like having a modern thing to say about a story set in the 70s in well, the sense that like what really yeah it's like really distinctly set in the 70s and what worked for me a lot this time was that like it actually is heavier like subtextually than I thought it was the first time I watched it in the sense that like what I got so much of this time is just people behaving in a way that including the team outside of the room like the scientists it, uh, expressing and like ideals that are the reason that people abuse power but not interrogating them like the interesting mm. thing to me is like the experiment is really just to be like people can go to this place rather than the experiment being about like just like prisons are like rather than prisons being about rehabilitation it like they just make the experiment about like abuse of power mm. and it's really interesting to see like Billy Crudup's character as the scientist like talking about what they're going to do next and all these things, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And like bullshitting the kids' parents when they come to visit. And, you know, the kids' uh, parents are being like, they look really sick and or like mm. really bad. And he uses different tactics that you go like, oh, it's so interesting to me this time. I was like the movies about how like the prison system doesn't examine or like delve deeper into like how to, you know, address the core root of problems. Like why do people get in these situations? Why do guards the, the experiment should have been about like why do people abuse authority yeah but instead it's just examining how you get them to abuse authority yeah yeah and i yeah I that just really saying. stuck out to me it was really interesting. i felt like a little bit of a downfall for me in my viewing of the film was and in one aspect i wasn't right about this i, I felt like there was a really hollywood dramatization of some of it in in part so I didn't appreciate that until the very end little titles that the Billy Crudup's character and his like girlfriend in the film I was like yeah sure that they were dating and they were both working on the experiment or whatever that did actually happen so I was surprised by that but I did find that the sort of demonization of his Billy Crudup's character and things I was kind of like I didn't I didn't know that that needed to happen I think the message was conveyed strongly enough that he was so um, drawn into the experiment and let it get away from him mm. that they didn't need to include him you know the little line him saying to one of the participants parents like oh it's doctor it's not mister or whatever yeah. I was like ooh, that pushed me a little That's bit really over the edge to him really that. relishing his authority and be like it's yeah I, I didn't need that I don't think yeah, yeah. how did what you about, guys feel yeah I was gonna say Ivana did you feel that that like they made him too much of like a bad guy just for the purposes of like drama I was about to ask about that um, about mm. you guys talking about him as a bad guy because this is my second time seeing it and I feel like this time I didn't feel that way about him like it's interesting hearing you talk mm -hmm. about like him being like depicted as this like bad guy and it's kind of villainous or whatever or like doing bad things which like absolutely he did but it didn't feel that like mm. um, I guess black and white to me this time I guess because mm. you know so many people have like I guess it's just like a weird space to be in where we've learned things from this study and that's due mm. to him being mm. unethical, which is a really weird dilemma yeah. of like, and I think it seems to me watching it that he's aware of that and that when he's being shitty, it's because like if he's, if he doesn't act like a shitty guy who's running a prison, then yeah. it won't be realistic. Like he won't learn anything from it if he yeah. actually is like nice and empathetic, um, which doesn't yeah. justify it. Like it's still like <laughs> unethical. But it just <laughs> felt like much more of like he's just in this weird space of 
Like, mm. like he's as much of a, a victim as anyone else in there kind of. Yeah. Thing. Or like a victim to how this, how this plays out. Yeah, I guess. And that like, he, I imagine, you know, is doing this because he hates these things and he wants to stop them. Mm. And that's, and he's letting it play out to show how bad it is, which like is a weird, a weird, like moral space to be in. Mm. I feel like that's- that, um, note about like morality creeping into what's meant to be like a science experiment that really kind of blooms in the film when they have a priest come in and like Mm. take the boys confessions in a weird way yeah like I think as the film went on for me like I don't know if I bought the Billy Crudup character as much as it sounds like you guys might have enjoyed it like just the fact that like at the start of the movie he has like multiple lines where he says like we're doing a good thing like this is good or whatever I'm like Ugh. <laughs> would anyone really say this would a scientist be like yeah this is right this is good yeah 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 like yeah and to clearly kind a, of and be a like scientist trying to wouldn't attach themselves. anything to it like that's the point is to be entirely objective and just deal with the outcome so I think that I like, think you're right it's in that. interesting I think it really says that like the movie actually speaks to like a lot of things that we all have such a different perspective on this character I think all the writing is a bit too sensationalized and like a bit too heavy handed, but the actual element of the story that interests me most is what happens outside of the prison. Like to me, the most interesting thing is the like morality of how it, what it is to study psychology. Like how do you like talk about or discuss or like discover the the spectrum of the way the brain can work if you aren't like trying to find them in different ways. And it's as, as you all mentioned, like it's interesting the the topic of being like, but we're discovering so much new stuff by doing this. But then as, as you said, it's ends up kind of painting him as this actual villain character by having him always be like, we're doing a good thing here. And I don't know, it doesn't, yeah, I just think a lot of it is really heavy, heavy-handed. Right. And especially because I wrote that I actually really feel that in the first half because what the film's trying to convince us of is that these boys gradually are slipping out of the mindset of that it's an experiment and believing it that it's real. And I feel like the dialogue that needs to take place for us to believe that slip has to be like really subtle and it has to happen so slowly that by like an hour or something into the movie we go whoa, how did we get here? But you don't, it, it kind of just happens really abruptly and you're like, oh, these are just weird. Like these guards are just like Disney villains. Like <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? You don't believe anyone slip into submission or anyone slip into authority. It just kind of happens that really bluntly. That moment didn't work for you where it's like the midpoint of the film and a title card, almost like a punchline comes up that says like day three and you're like, yeah, day three? I audibly <laughs> laughed at that. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. For me, that's the part where like because it's based on truth and I haven't like seen the actual footage, that I guess doesn't bother me because I'm like I just watched it and assumed like I guess that's how it well, happened. Well, I guess that really happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where else did they have got it yeah. from? Have any of yeah. you well, yeah. like watched the footage? Do you know anything about like what it was like? I don't think there was footage other than interviews. I definitely had always read that a big criticism of this movie was the thing of being like, as Eliza mentioned, everyone knows or like a lot of people have heard of this experiment. It's like I did like, I don't even know what class at school, like St. Kevin's, but like I did it like once like I even knew mm. about it. So I people are always like, oh, it'd be so cinematic. But I actually like, well, you had to make up a lot of stuff to make it movie worthy, you know, like, I don't know about that part of it. Like, I feel like when I've read up on it before, they said they added a lot of stuff. I'm not sure if the actual tapes yeah. would this reflect is- the essence of what we see. This is a rewatch for you as well, right, Ivana? Like, yeah. did your opinion on it change, like, on this watch? I don't know because I, I kind of agree with Noah thinking it's a little padded out. Like it's two hours long. It's too long. Yeah. Mm. I it doesn't bother me, but that might just be like me not minding. I I'm often as a viewer like if I like 
an actor or a bunch of actors, I'm not that concerned about the film and I'll just like watch them like eat salad in oh, real time. Right. No, like, I totally get that. I'm so Yeah, I mean, like I haven't mentioned that, that actually. The cast is really cast good. There's a bunch of like great in- young guys. Yeah. It is like the cream of the crop for like budding young actors. Yeah, they're so good. It's every, it's such a specific kind of guy as well. It's like every yeah. actor from the 2000s that played like a cute dopey boyfriend in like teen yeah. movies. Like the dopey boyfriend in Jennifer's Body, guy from huh. Me Earl and the Dying Girl, Ezra yeah. Miller, like everybody. I feel like I it's so really good. like Ty 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 Sheridan. Yeah, I love him. Ty I think he's Sheridan. so good. Mm-hmm. He's he was really amazing, good. and he really looks like Eliza in my opinion. And if, please don't say that. <laughs> I think, like Eliza. Yeah, yeah I, guess I was so. watching. I was like, this guy's so hot, and then I was like, oh no, he looks a lot like Eliza. <laughs> don't don't express <laughs> that face. Of course, you think I'm really hot? Please, <laughs> <laughs> be honest. So Hot. But, but yeah, I, I think I yeah, agree with that, Ivana. Like I get very consumed by the performances and things where I'm like, is this even a good movie? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Who are your people, Ivana? I know you love Caleb Landry Jones. Who are my people? My actors. Yeah, like, people. yeah, who are your yeah, like, actors who you're like, I'm just gonna seek him out and everything. Dreamcast. Well, I go through phases. I've kind of gone off him because I feel like he's just like hasn't been doing enough to interest me yeah but um (laughs) i will say before i answer (laughs) tough customer holy shit (laughs) (laughs) um but i do just want to say like i the casting in this movie is insane to me like i feel like if i ever tell anyone about the stanford prison experiment it's like a like oh it's interesting to see this like reenactment of this thing but the second thing that is my reason for recommending it is truly just like how wild, like th- the there's cast, Rico from Hannah Montana. Is- yes, Rico. Yes. Rico. Yeah. Rico. It's so it's lots crazy. of stuff now. I really like it's him. Crazy. He's the best. He's probably not MVP, but he's really good in King of Staten Island as well. Oh, he is Ooh. good in King of Staten yeah, Island. I like that he's like Justin um, Bieber's best mate as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this movie, I also think it's actually really good to talk about this movie on this podcast. Cause this is one of those movies that like, I remember seeing the trailer for it. I used to be one of those. Well, I still watch trailers every <gasps> the day. The trailer but I like, where Ezra Miller yeah. says, "They won't let us leave. They leave. won't let us leave." <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was the kind of movie that I was like, "Oh, when that comes out, everyone's going to love it." Because it's the kind of thing. Like, I as think it's under the horror, radar, though. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Like, why did yeah. it not get a bigger release? Because as a horror person, I'm always asked, like, I don't like horror films, but I like kind of like thriller, kind of like psychological mind things. I'm like. This is the exact kind of thing that every yeah. single person our age loves. Yeah. And I don't feel like people have seen it enough. I it's think really that just hard to slip, yeah. But it's, I just don't get why it didn't get a bigger release. So I'm glad yeah. we're talking about it because, like, too. as sassy as I am feeling to, about it today, because I didn't love this viewing as much, it's like, oh, it's a really solid film. Yeah. It just doesn't stay with you like I think it could, but it's a really solid film. Not like Sky High could. <laughs> no. Woo! Never. What well, could? maybe we should get onto Sky High. Yeah, let's do it, I reckon. Ivana, did you have any last thoughts on Stanford Prison Experiment? Uh, it's got Aussie guy in it, James Freshville. That's oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's, he's in that movie film? with um, Animal he's Kingdom. in that sex movie. Yeah, in Animal Kingdom, and he's in that movie where it's like he dates his mum's best friend, and oh, adore. his mum dates yeah. his best friend, <laughs> oh. adore. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, wow, this gives a really weird name to Australians. But anyway, um, okay, go well, boy, go. <laughs> weird sex movie. I don't know why I called it that. Weird sex movie. <laughs> Um, let's let's talk about Sky High. I'm yes. I'm buzzing to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sky High is a 2005 superhero family film about a school for superhero children. Oh yeah, but it's not it's not edgy and murdery like those freaking X-Men. It's a cool school where everyone wears color-coded things. Like if you have like plant powers, you wear green. If you have goo powers, you wear orange <laughs> orange gooey <laughs> things. I don't know. Um that was something that you guys love about this movie though, right? Like the costumes are so like oh, aesthetically all the design is incredibly is so pleasing. Incredible, yeah. I was yeah. literally thinking about like you know, when you see a finished product of a film, you're like, oh, it's just the, like, it is the movie it is. But I was thinking like, as you said, the look of this movie is so iconic, but the script wouldn't have said all those things. Like when you say a character name, I know exactly what that person's wearing in my brain. Okay, mm. here we go. I'm going to so give you good. some. All right. Speed. Okay. What's his power? Speed. 
Yes. You mean the bully guy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's speedy. He's really fast and he wears Good. like... He's wearing an orange t-shirt. He's wearing cargo pants. Him, he has a little Justin Bieber haircut. Yeah. And he... And his, his buddy, they wear the same colours. stripy... But he has orange he... shirt as well Lash. sometimes. Well, the one of them has... Yeah, the stretchy arms in Lash. a stripy t-shirt. Yeah. Am I wrong? Amazing. Incredible. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And Principal Powers or whatever wears all white. Linda Carter. Which is Christine Linda Carter, Wonder Woman herself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a yeah. classic, like, You know, at the, the end she says, I'm is... not Wonder Woman, you know. <laughs> oh. oh, does she? I totally missed yeah. that. That's so good. Oh, come yeah. on. Come you on. literally cannot make a teen movie with a principal or teacher that isn't played by someone who's, like, commenting on their career. You know, it's like the principal is... Matthew Broderick. Oh, like <laughs> Molly Ringwald in the kissing booth. <laughs> yeah, no. is that, yeah. No, is that, no. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Someone will listen. They'll get me. Oh man, <laughs> you guys um, just don't get me. The main plot of Sky High, just oh, right, yeah. so we can set it up for foolish mm. viewers that haven't. I mean, listeners that haven't seen this movie. Sky High is the the protagonist of Sky High is a child named Will Stronghold who's fourteen. And when I was little, I assumed he was like twenty one for some reason. <laughs> he's fourteen, and he's a freshman at Sky High, who is really anxious about telling everyone that he has he's the only kid at the superhero school that doesn't have superpowers because his parents, Kurt Russell and Kelly Preston, are like the two biggest, most famous superheroes They're in the world. A literal a literal power couple. Ayo. Oh. <laughs> And Stupid. a thing I loved about their relationship is she flies and he's really strong. So she just holds him yeah. and flies around him. and drops him. <laughs> like I, re- I thought that was really weirdly like wholesome. Oh, I love that. It's really That's sweet. So, like, and they have like a little word, like code Both words. Gender like, roles, you guys. Like, yeah, they're like so launch, cool. disengage, and they like throw each other at shit. It's great. And I feel like we should just dive right into a discussion we were having off mic before. Which is mm. that the the subplot of Will kind of coming out to his parents and saying he doesn't have superpowers, and that he's been grouped at the at the school into sidekick classes instead of hero classes. Like it does have this weird coming out or like civil rights subtext of like his parents being really like not understanding and being like, no, you're better than that. Like, what if what if one of us brought a sidekick home? Like my dad would have screamed. <laughs> Literally, I I gotta tell ya, um, I'm going to incriminate myself on the podcast. I watched this movie Sky High, and mm. um, did you? I cry? wrote. Uh, I it was really some lines because I was intoxicated. Some lines were like piercing. I literally had to pause and like look at the roof. The entire scene that Eliza's just described, where. You know, Will brings home his um, hero support friends, and his dad comes home. Every single line is just literally what, like, a racist or like a homophobic dad would say. Is it? A, no, no, word? no, that's wrong. He says he says the little words. He's just like, oh. out of touch. Oh, of out course, of out of touch. That's just what I mean. In the sense, not like he, actively he says, racist. Well, like- he has the ingrained values of it, of course. But yeah, you're right. He's not like beating up the hero support kids, but he says to Will, he's like, "Don't you dare insult Mr. Stronghold like this." <laughs> you have to interrogate the film. It's asking you to meet it at its level. And what it is, I'm sorry, Kurt Russell, Mr. Strongman, literally says, "Commander, oh, if the commander." The commander literally says, "If my, if I had brought home kids like that." To your grandfather, he would have beaten me. No. Does he say He doesn't that? say beaten me, but he says he would have like he would have slapped me or <laughs> no, some shit. Uh, just let us enjoy Sky High. We're having the conversation. That's it what this is about. Enjoyable. That's what this yeah. that's literally the point of the episode. The I mean, movie is about civil rights <laughs> and about the fight for racial and this is queer, a queer rights. Movie. This is for queer cinema. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sorry. I think you're right. It has something nice like interesting to say about that. It, it's a really – and then, like, he comes back to the table. He's just been like, and I'm proud to be hero support. I'm proud to be gay. And then, and then they he all goes look at him with like, his friends. thanks for standing up for us and being like and an ally. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hold your hand through that, Meg, but the world isn't – what I wish the world could be perfect too. But Wow, okay. Um, wow. Well, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> else course. to say now. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're right that it does interrogate that well. 
Um, but it's just funny, like, when you watch it growing up, you're like, oh, the reason this works so well is because it literally is saying a thing. Like, it's saying yeah. a cool thing. Mm. This benefits so well on the rewatch because it's so yeah. nice to have this in your brain as a little nostalgia piece and be like, oh, I'm going to watch Sky High. Like, it's so fun. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, my God. Like, Very true that it works well. Cool for, well, like, our grandparents, like, when we used to watch with our grandparents and stuff, I remember them being like, oh, this is a good movie for us as well like our parents and stuff like it too you know yeah yeah it isn't just for the for the kids mm. i remember i feel like it's yeah. just so tight i can't believe how yeah. effective this movie is it's there's like funny, no yes. fat at all no yeah. fat. everything yeah. serves something else yeah, yeah it does it actually like it came out at a similar time i think like a year later than the incredibles and i like that both of them like they improve mm. when you really understand what's happening <laughs> like when you're not <laughs> six or whatever And I also love superhero movies where they're really like not meant to be a franchise that much. Like it's all just self-contained in the one movie and they kind of just have one of everything. Like they have one freeze guy, one fire person, one stretchy person. Like, I was going to say they pack it all in. Like they make, they make every single pun. They make every single little joke and it's all like, as you said, it feels like so self-contained and like its own world. And I, I was just literally stunned that I was like, you can't cut a scene in this movie there's not a cuttable scene in it mm, everything yeah. serves something else and like mm. it's a really in the sense of like it does it has good like teen drama things as well mm. like mm. the the nature girl likes the layla. best friend excuse me layla yeah, sorry no needed to be said um oh, i i have a big problem with a thing layla does guys and i i have to i have to i'll bring it up now okay so you know how her whole so she's like really really powerful but she says I don't use my powers except for um, um, unless they're needed. Mm. Is that what yeah, she said? Yeah, she, she's so like, when I don't use my powers for violence. Exactly, for violence. Uh, oh, does she no, say she for says violence? both, I think. Yeah, because Coach Boomer asking her to use her powers wasn't for violence. Oh, my God, Coach Boomer. <laughs> Every time they said Boomer, they're like, Boomer gave me an F on the test. I was like, oh. <laughs> Of course he did. Yeah, yes. um, but so she anyway. uses her powers all the time. And I'm like, that wasn't for necessary. I mean, if that is this movie's biggest downfall, I think yeah, I'll let like, it slide. I will I think, it. I think she's just exerting her autonomy. She's like, you know yeah. what? I will do something pacifist and just make a little apple or whatever. My and body, she doesn't want to do it just to like meet someone's standard, you know? I interpreted it as like her in relation to other people. Like she's not like going out of her way to like trip people with vines and shit because like <laughs> classic high school prank yeah. stuff. But like she's doing little things for like for herself. Yeah, I don't know. I it's like self work on that philosophy of hers yeah. personally. Leave Layla know. alone. Yeah, I probably should. Um, let's Can we talk about the Coach Boomer bit? I love that scene. It's the best. What Coach bit? Boomer. And his name's like Boomkowski or something, his surname, which is like a trope I just love in like naming <laughs> characters. Like Sylvester <laughs> Stallone in the movie Cobra, his character's name is Marion Cobranetti. <laughs> so he gets called oh Cobra. <laughs> Cobranetti. Um, yeah, so early on in the film, um, when Will and his mates arrive at Sky High, um, they get sorted into two categories. You're either a hero and are among the cool kids, or you're a sidekick. And it's uh, it, it's sort of just like a crappy, like um, really patronizing class where you're pretty much told to be servile to a hero. <laughs> um, God, it's so grim. And literally, Bruce Campbell essentially abuses these children like we get it it's funny but okay one of them turns into like he turns into a puddle and it's like pretty good for a popsicle like imagine <laughs> if someone hurtful. was saying that about like imagine if you he know was commenting the thing about that is that's color. not even good for a popsicle like a good popsicle, a good yeah, popsicle it wouldn't melt. melt it was very true <laughs> it, he also one of the students turns into a ball so yeah. he kicks her she's st- still a student and the most disturbing <laughs> of all one of the children uh, is a shapeshifter, so it shapeshifts <gasps> yeah. to look like him, and he slaps it His himself on mm. the butt. But that's mm. a child, Bruce. That's a child. <laughs> he oh, is wow. the, the Philip Zimbardo of their school, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, he is. That's it. That would have been really Comparison. fun casting if Billy Crudup was Coach Boomer. <laughs> Boom cast. Oh, I would love that. And Bruce Crudup's Campbell. If Bruce Campbell led the Stanford prison experiment, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. I'll kill these people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would just go on with it. <laughs> I wonder if Sky High was funded by the US Navy. Oh. Like, yeah, maybe. Prison, prison experiment was. Yeah, hot damn, yeah. probably. Um, this movie has even though we're joking about that like well no it is actually about saying like you shouldn't group people into different categories because everyone's just a person and you know blah 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 but 
this movie kind of has a more interesting thing to say about that than Stanford Prison Experiment because Damn. what happens by the end of the movie is everyone that was sorted into the hero class are the villains at the end of the movie and hero support are the good guys. Not everyone, but yeah, to well, like some most, extent. Well, like all the most like popular, like the popular group are the villains by yeah. the end and it's just like that's such a cool, interesting thing you've said by being like we've grouped you based on surface level things, hmm. you know, but your true worth as a hero is what's oh. on the inside, which is why hero support are the real heroes. It's like such a clean message. It's really good. It's a yeah. great movie. I think it's funny using like superpowers as an allegory for just like actual power and like capital and stuff. Like yeah. it's sort of in the way that Will's dad talks to him about like what he deserves just because his dad's a superhero and his dad's dad was a superhero. You know, he's like, you have to like carry on the family tradition, which is just like, oh, like, so you're definitely going to use your privilege the exact same way I have, right? <laughs> and, like, I feel like the movie was very, like, subversive for, like, almost making Will, like, this Trojan horse character where you're like, yeah, I'm ready to watch another white movie about, like, a white guy being the chosen one. Mm. But yeah. by the end you're like, no, he literally, like, couldn't have done this by himself. He needed, like, his daggy friends to help. Yeah. It's very yeah, sweet. Yeah, completely. I agree. But one gripe I have with the movie... Everyone, how did you feel about the soundtrack of like 80s covers? And some of them were very bad. <laughs> Please let me get what I want it, on the roof. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. They, they, it gives it enough of a flavor of that, like, this is a movie from 2005 that I don't know. I like, I like but it. There's a, I didn't think about it. There's a really bad cover of a Talking Heads song where it's it's and she was or whatever and at the end the guy's like it really distracted me yeah like yeah, i had to stop the movie totally. <laughs> i did not know i didn't think i i didn't think about it i think you're looking for flaws in a flawless movie. okay mm-hmm. what about okay i have another flaw i'm just playing devil's advocate Ooh. by the way i love this no movie, it's good yeah we all love it no, how it's do you good. feel about this do you think Layla, the plant girl, and Warren Peace are a better couple than Layla? Yes, one hundred percent. Will needs to be alone and sort out the He's things himself. within him that let him take the path he did. Mm. You know, he should take a backseat. Sky High he does. Two is just him taking a gap year, and it's just like really somber. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The movie still affirms that you need a your worth is based in other people, and uh, it's not. Oh. You know? There you go. I'm sick of it. I'm not having it. And I get it sky high. I know you're trying to do good and you mostly did, but (laughs) Wow, I wonder how much this will play on your decision. Yeah. Do you want to hear a quote from the director? Not much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. So I just have a quote from director Mike Mitchell, who also directed the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. So (gasps) Oh, good. Good, good, good. This is the only good thing he made. If you made sky high, you can kind of finish up. Okay, yeah. yeah. He said that Sky High functions on two premises, that adults are all insane and that girls are smarter than boys. Therefore, all the adults portrayed in the film tend to be caricatured while the teenage girls are written as more assertive and powerful than the boys. Interesting. Hmm. Eliza, you severely affected my perspective on Sky High because he sounds like a dunce. This movie (laughs) has so much more to say than that. Like as much as I appreciate him elevating, you know, like female teenage characters or whatever because salesmen to films do that. That's so, like, reductive, isn't it? What do you mean? That's what he's those saying. Are those in are the functions of main things he cares about. He's saying those are the two takeaways. Yeah, it probably is a bit reductive, I don't know. And that You're completely right. goes against our entire contention for this episode. I think it still supports that, though. <laughs> I think I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really effective at saying it's all about what's on the inside. That's what a true hero is about, which is a great little message for kids. Mm. And as he mentioned, though, yet again, we are talking about a movie where the thesis is also don't underestimate kids and parents are the dumb ones. We've done like 400 of those movies now. That's a bit worrying. What does everyone (laughs) think would have happened in Sky High if rather than being tested and allocated into superheroes or hero support based off their, like, abilities that they brought to the table, they had been allocated based on a coin toss. Oh, like in Stanford. Oh, like in Stanford. 
Yeah, I think, probably, yeah, I think I agree. Because I think or, that's kind of or like yeah, vice versa. If like people in Stanford Prison were not randomly allocated, Bruce Campbell just off, screamed. Like, they didn't think they were randomly allocated. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Like in the Stanford Prison experiment, they were told the guards were told. If I can, that yeah. they were picked based on their qualities, but they were actually, but they weren't. Coin toss. Oh, were yeah. they? I thought it was a yeah. coin toss. No, but no it, it was, was a coin, coin toss, toss, but they oh. were told. But they were told. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I understand. That it wasn't. Yeah. Um. If wow. If mm. I can like say something about both of these, um, like on that idea, that's. I think the thing that I find really interesting, and that I was thinking about when I watched Stanford this time, was that it just got me thinking about like. Judith Butler and like ideas about like gender mm-hmm. and like um, mm-hmm. Judith Butler talked about like, you know, the idea of gender being a performance and like, I feel like the kind of lessons from like sky high and Stanford, you can kind of substitute those two binaries of like prisoner guard or, you know, hero sidekick yeah. for yeah. like man, woman, or any kind of binary thing like that. Um, and like, I feel like that's, really important that the guards thought they were chosen but that it was yeah, totally I arbitrary yeah. um and that it's like it really reminded me of the kind of dichotomies of like men thinking like this is my role because this label's been yeah. assigned to me and also I've been told that it's just natural for me to have more power and like the way yeah. that like all those power dynamics play out and like Eliza knows I read like a lot of random like animal justice mm-hmm. theory and stuff and like mm-hmm. Philip Zimbardo studies often like come up as like references Ooh. to animal justice. And it like, I was thinking a lot about that this time about like how insanely violent we are towards animals just because like we've been given a different label and we're like, it's fine to kill you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think there's a lot of like ways that this, in both of the films, just the arbitrary assignment of like yeah, I was gonna say arbitrary as well. That's mm. exactly what I. So, what do you feel I like thought. if they were aware that it was totally random and a coin toss, you feel like the guards and prisoners might have not acted the same way? Like they would have understood in some way, like oh, there isn't really a pattern that I'm meant to follow. I think it wouldn't have like changed it entirely. I think because even when you know it's arbitrary, you can still like performance is a really weird thing where you can like believe what Mm. you're performing within like a day, like, um, Mm. like you see in Stanford. Mm. And so I have no idea, but I, you know, it definitely helps, but yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. I feel like we're already getting into the meat of comparing the picks. So let's Let's do it. Let's on that theme song and keep at it. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to compare the picks. We have to decide which film, for all their similarities and differences, which one we think does the job that it set out to do better. Mm. And I'm trying to think of any, like, other parameters that we haven't thought about that are the same between both these movies. Well, I I think if we have picked with both of these movies, like, this funny thing that they have in, in common in terms of actual purpose... It's interesting that Sky High's primary focus is more so that the things we're talking about today that are, like, actually way more work than a family movie would usually do, they're kind of the subtext of Sky High, which is mostly trying to function as, like, really entertaining and fun and, like, memorable. So because of that, I think it achieves that goal really well. Whereas I think Stanford Prison Experiment is pretty exclusively about what is the subtext of Sky High? Mm-hmm. And I think it isn't nuanced enough for that. That might be what makes it Personally. feel a little bit long for me as well. Like yeah. that you know what you're getting into from the start and like because what's actually happening, it's like it's a docudrama, it's based on something that actually happened, is so like psychological. There's not that much extra room to like, add many more layers like <laughs> or yeah. as many I think I agree yeah I think Stanford prison experiment plays out like 
Exactly. It, it delivers what it says it's it will. It's pretty much what you think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the, whatever you call it, lab report, science report, whatever, finding the study findings. Yeah. <laughs> it's just saying this is what happened, yeah. um, which is probably why I was very sensitive to any thing that felt like, you know, a flourish, any flourishes that I felt were indulged, like little moments of mm. amplifying um, or demonising. Um, the, uh, Billy Crudup's character or whatever. And I, I was quite sensitive to that. It wasn't as if that detracted from the film entirely for me, but it did distract a little bit. And if I'm going to like compare the messages, I don't know. I think like Sky High's lasting appeal, not just in its value as a nostalgic film, as something that we used to love and we still love, and but also, you know, the messages that it con- t- continues to convey like we've spoken about, there's a deeper message that we can attach to it where Stanford Prison Experiment kind of doesn't even want you to attach anything else to it. Like it is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. Do you think that the film was like almost destined to be like underwhelming by the nature of the experimental design? I used to think, the first time I watched it, I remember thinking the horrible thought that I bet the filmmakers somewhere deep inside them were like, damn, if someone had been killed, it would have made this way more interesting, (laughs) which is like horrible. But you literally get the sense that you're like, about halfway through, you're like, this movie's building towards a third act that I know it isn't going to have. Like Mm. it's building towards a version of what could have happened, but it isn't able to do it. I actually think it does it more effectively than I thought it would in that like the final things that tick it take it over the line for Billy Crudup to like come in and be like, no, we're stopping here mm. are really demeaning. Um, and I actually kind of go into one other, like I, I think another aspect we haven't really talked about is that it's interesting that Stanford prison experiment is entirely men. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's another kind of little disappointing thing for me. And that I think it touches on really interesting stuff about what it is to see men, like how easily men can fill those roles because they're told you know, taught you can pretty much assume any position of authority you want and you know the prisoners not being used to oppression and the idea that you know one of the um scientists on the panel is a black man who has been incarcerated and he is the the quickest he's traumatized by it too Mm. yeah exactly and he's like i have become what i hate by i i was the subject of the very abuse those boys are receiving and i just gave it to people for like science and like mm. I think that's a really interesting thing but also kind of because the movie's set in the 70s it's just the boys leaving and being like whoa crazy how people can do that and I'm like no I wish we talked about like what is it that lets these people think they can do that rather than the fact that they're just doing it but I don't I think know. you could they could have done that because it is exactly a again drama. the historical like, thing holds about room for yeah. it to do that yeah, which I, I can appreciate yeah. I just think it touches um, on interesting things and then can't do anything with them and it annoys me yeah mm. um Ivana during this watch I kept thinking about a movie that you showed goat. me goat yes <laughs> have you been dying to talk about that as well because yeah. I feel like goat maybe um I guess like goat is um, set over a longer period of time like it's like a year or a couple of years or something yeah but um yeah I feel like because it's in like a limited time frame and it's more closely based on real events Stanford prison experiment um doesn't get to some of the meat that goat got to I oh think. is this the hazing movie that's, the hazing yeah. Movie, yeah. Yeah. that's okay, a good triple in the that attic too. actually yeah, good that's a really attic. good one I think I don't I think the thing that stands out to me in Stanford is the feeling of shame that is like just at the edge of like for for the guards, the people who are taking on that role, like you can see some of them occasionally feeling uncomfortable uh, at certain yeah. points. And the thing that really like I find quite striking um, and that I think carries a lot of dramatic weight is when he does stop the experiment, like that exact moment, like those five seconds afterwards like what do you like he was like this guard was just in the middle of like abusing these guys and then his accent drops and he's just kind of like having to be himself and they are all in the same room together and there's so much like shame in that and I don't think any of the people in GOAT felt ashamed because it was driven so much by privilege where I like from the way that the participants in Stanford were dressed before they joined they all looked like 
somewhat liberal, like countercultural beard dudes who like were like, mm-hmm. oh, I would want to be a prisoner. Like no one likes guards. Like they all kind of, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like they were kind of about different things in that way. Like they're both these exhausting, yeah, like masculine. They didn't want to act on it. Yeah. 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 And it's really, like, I think it does succeed in showing, like, it's so interesting what they start playing on to break them. Like, the worst of the guards Mm. literally is just obsessed with breaking people and the saddest thing that happens is, ah, that's what I was trying to remember to talk about. Um, I think it says an interesting thing about how we say as a society, if you play along with a system, it will reward you. Mm. But the nature of broken systems is that even if you play their game, it doesn't work. Like throughout all of Stanford prison experiment, prisoners are told, you know, Ezra Miller is told, well, you were always rioting. Like you were always creating a fuss. So that's why you get picked on. But actually when he was doing the right thing, he got picked on. And then, you know, by the end of this movie, they start trying to break one of the guys who literally, you know, they call him a kiss ass and brown noser and stuff Mm. because he's been doing the right thing the whole time. And it's, makes me think of, you know, what we say to women, you know, like a lot of women who are like, you know, the way to get, like women these days are so annoying. If you just be subservient and fill your role as Mm. the woman, as the provider, then you will be rewarded. But actually men will still hate you. That's the nature of the system is like, if you subscribe to it, it doesn't reward you. You just allow the poison at the bottom of it to keep working. Mm. And I think that's the thing this movie does really well is like how the thing that kind of ticks them over the edge is being like, okay, this one guy isn't broken yet because he's been doing the right thing. Let's break him. Mm. And it's like, what? The point of prison is rehab. Like, yeah, yeah, just, I think that's a pretty cool, like interesting exploration. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that scene that you're talking about, Noah, in Stanford Prison Experiment, where they kind of try and break the most obedient guy in the pack, that Mm. feels like the movie's um, only sort of nod to like privilege or to the characters, like circumstances outside the experiment. Cause that guy in question, like he's kind of forced to admit that he's homeless and it is sort of like another thing for the Michael, um, to pick on him for like, it's like a sore spot that he can jab at with this guy. But apart from that, I really enjoyed in Stanford prison experiment, the like coin toss sense that like it really kind of didn't matter who these guys were before the experiment. Mm. Like it's totally, yeah, like we've been saying, arbitrary as to whether like we're going to see them as a monster or a victim. Like, Mm. you know, this one prisoner being tormented partially because he's um, disadvantaged by being homeless and stuff, that's like Mm. sort of the only instance where that happens. Whereas in Sky High, I feel like there's a lot more discussion of (laughs) privilege. You know what, as as we've been talking about it, I've actually thought – Maybe what I was challenged by actually is like a great point the movie is making, which is like this movie is almost entirely men. The only woman that comes in says, how can you not see how disgusting and immoral this is and leaves. And maybe what it's saying is if an experiment in the 70s is kind of just an explosion of different masculine traits when you make one group subservient and one um, like uh, what's a dominant uh, in the 70s, they literally would have, with the results, been left with them and be like, what the fuck do we do with these? Like, literally, they just didn't know how to talk about mm. it, you know? Like, I actually find that interesting to be like, you get the sense that they didn't even know what they'd discovered and they didn't know how to talk about any of it. Mm. Like, I like that idea. Maybe that, I just, hearing your talk, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a different angle, actually, of the problem I have with it. Maybe that's a strength of it. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Are we ready to arrive at which movie we think? (laughs) Yeah. I haven't really talked about Sky High much in this compared to this because Sky High is just fucking fun and great. And I think it's a a cherry on top that it has that stuff (laughs) going on underneath. Yeah. Okay. I'll kick off by saying I am going to pick Sky High. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just because um, I think like while I'm watching Stanford Prison Experiment, I remember like during the first time I watched it being really impressed and I haven't thought about it probably since Ivana you sent that email and like re-watching it today I was into it but like the more I talk and pick it apart like I think like the more I look the less I see a little bit just mm. because it is sort of a familiar story and I think it's length um and the fact that it it doesn't want to add much detail to the story or like over 
I don't know. It, it, it's sort of an uneasy place between like over dramatizing and sort of just playing it straight in a way that I yeah. think feels a little bit hollow sometimes. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Yeah. Like, or not under delivering. You know, I, yeah. I I agree, Eliza. I'm going to go with Sky High. This too. is similar to the Chicken Run <laughs> Creative Skin yeah. episode in that, yeah. like, because Sky High, like, compacted those similar themes into a movie for all audiences and for kids, it gives me, like, an extra level of respect for it. So that's why I'm yeah. going Sky High. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I definitely agree. And, like, I think it's probably unfair to say that because it can't embell, like, I'm, at the same time criticising it, um, the Stanford Prison Experiment, for where I feel like it does embellish a little bit and even then it barely does. Um, but, you know, what can it do with the material? You know, it, it played it straight and I think that um, definitely does justice to, like, the actual events that unfolded. Um, it's not that it's underwhelming, it's just whelming. Like, it's just it is what it is kind of thing. Like, I don't know what else they would have expected from it. Like, aesthetically it doesn't have anything particularly interesting to say it, it just it played it so straight but like it's good it's a good watch it's the perfect like if you're into that thriller psychology thing yeah. you want to see this unfold you picture it because you've heard about the experiment it, it, like this is a good straight watch but sky high just goes above and beyond and is a really fun time so yeah. i'm going with sky high too <laughs> Ivana, what did you Me? end up deciding um i feel like i have like the least amount of problems with Stanford just because like mm. like things being long or like not I don't know if I just like have a thing with like wanting to endure <laughs> things like this I guess it's same huh. as with like goat or like with like husbands by like John Cassavetes I'm just like there's a lot and it's like tiring and I get it but I also enjoy watching it <laughs> um that's true yeah. and like you love the irishman and have seen it like a ton of times yeah like, so, like just obviously tired of men um but, <laughs> <laughs> that but so like i feel like it's a pretty close decision for me i am still going with sky high but i have yes. pretty few criticisms of stanford i like them both but sky high is like way closer to my heart and like nostalgia and just like it's just yeah. so good like it's surprisingly good every time i think yeah. What about mm. the performance of you guys? What about Michael oh, Ang- Angarano? Oh, well, it was fun to watch them Nicholas so Brown. close together. Like I watched Sky High first and then watched Stanford and like, they, I mean, that's range, you know, it was yes. nice to see. <laughs> she has the range. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I enjoyed them. Like they know how to play their characters in both, in both films. They know what they're supposed to be doing and they do it well, I think. I agree. Lovely. Yeah. I agree. That's it. Yeah, well, not like it needs another vote, but I'm also saying <laughs> Sky <Stanford>. High. I, <laughs> it's a great it's a great movie. And I also I, I wanna say because I've loved that the conversation has been about this really interesting um parallel that we have between them, but what they're saying. But I think it cannot be overstated that Sky High's success is that it's extremely entertaining and yeah. like for all ages and like it is I was wowed last night by how tight it was like literally just I think everything is it just feels like you know for for children and for parents like it just does everything it needs to do really effectively whereas Stanford I would recommend to a lot of people but I don't know don't I don't talk about it nearly as much as I talk about Sky High (laughs) so yeah Yay, good job, Sky High. <laughs> Get a it. Thing, also, a thing I forgot to mention that I love at the start of Sky High is there's a girl who can freeze people and she freezes some guys and when she does it, some guy in the background says, oh, freeze girl. <laughs> Which yeah. is, like, I appreciated that. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. Also, Amazing. I'm, oh, sorry, sorry I just remembered the nurse in Sky High who I just have to mention I love. I, Cloris Leachman. I wrote She's down so what like straight up performance of her lifetime, surely. It's so good. <laughs> no, not Cloris Leachman. She she has had like ten performances of a lifetime. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm sure. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, she what was really funny. Her little dance with the lollipops or whatever. Yeah. Oh, like just excellent. So um yeah. Let's get on to our little our little super powered triplet in the attic. Yeah. Let's do you th- wait, do you yeah. think, what do you think, is he like a sidekick and a prisoner if he had to be grouped? I feel like he, who? They're, they're, our triplet, our triplet, our triplet in the attic. Oh. He's definitely he's a, a prisoner. Triplet. Prisoner. 
He's stuck in our attic. He's never been a dom in his entire existence, ever. Oh, he's just, uh, no. Right, let's well, do it. let's check in on him. It's time for Triplet in the Attic, where we each got to pick a third piece of media, like a song or a similar movie that we believe acts as a thematic triplet to this episode's Twin Picks, Stanford Prison Experiment and Sky High. Ivana, our amazing guest, would you like to start? <gasps> what? Okay. I thought, um, <laughs> I thought I was going to go last, man. Well, you can go last. You can go last. I... It's okay, we can give you time. In mind, and one of the things I just assumed that someone else was going to say. So I'll see what you guys say. Oh. Okay. And then I'll say my thing. Oh, great. Then Meg, you go first. Sure. Okay. Well, the my triplet in the attic this week is a better um, thematic partner to Stanford Prison Experiment, aesthetically, but also in its content. Um, if you liked Stanford Prison Experiment, you've probably already seen Mindhunter. Oh, um, hey. I just think it's the same. It's the same era. It's the same sort of psychological thrillery, gritty, you know, of same the like white era kind yeah. of same focus um, on like analog technology. Yep, yep, totally. <laughs> and it's kind of like the inner workings of this emerging psychology. It's great. Most people would have seen it. It's on Netflix. It's one of those really bingeable shows. The first season, especially, I really liked. I thought it. Um, yeah, is a, it's just like a very, I think a, quite a good, easy watch if you're into this kind of thing. And it just felt kind of like an obvious choice to me, but one that I wouldn't look past. I especially like season one. Season two is good too, but um, season one, Mindhunter, huge. I would definitely recommend it. And Jonathan Groff is so great. And Jonathan Groff is a babe. <laughs> Yay, well done. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought I would pick something that – you know, both of these movies are wildly different tonally. So I was like, what's a good middle ground? And it actually is something that relates to kind of like, well, it's a prison movie, Don't but it's really fun thing. still. <laughs> Escape from New York? Oh, thank God. No. Didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was saying uh, Escape from New York, which is, you know, John Carpenter as well. So, like, I have to, you know, at some point have mentioned all of his movies. Um And it's really good. I think like, it's just, it's actually like, I think among our generation kind of not that talked about like as much as his other stuff, but it's a really great, like fun action movie that similarly to Sky High has a little fun thing going on underneath it that like, it's very critical of, you know, the government and it's like a Reagan response movie and that it's talking about, you know, how the government just wants to take problem people or like you know it it creates prisoners but then just says like good luck Mm -hmm. fend for yourself um and yeah it's really fun that's the other reason i picked it of course kurt russell is in sky high yes so yeah eliza i also chose a movie but I was trying to think of something that's like right in between these movies. And I went with Holes yeah. because <gasps> oh, it's yes, like it that's great. as hard as Sky High, another great oh kids movie. Oh, my God. But it's more of a critique of a prison, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just right between these movies, I reckon. God and damn it, Eliza, you've killed it. That's fucked. That's really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank so you. good. Um, yeah, just what an amazing movie. Like freaking Eartha Kitt is in this movie. Eartha Kitt is in this movie. Shia is in this movie. (laughs) Madame Zaroni. Did you guys have to do it for school? No. God, I wish. No. It was so good. I did it for school. It was great. You had to write a little essay or do a little PowerPoint or something? I don't remember. I I can't remember. The only essay question I remember at school was because our teacher would say it in a funny way. When we did To Kill a Mockingbird, she always went, Mayella Yule, victim or villain? <laughs> Just like that. That's the only one I remember. Yeah. I always anyway. think about, Ivana, you saying like in your school you studied James Bond and like. And um, one of the um, Bourne movies. Bourne? I don't remember which one because like, it's the only so one I've weird. seen. Yeah. And then we had to do them side by side, which like really played into my, like the one thing that I love to do with everything when anything side by side is just try and find ways that it's alike which is why I love this podcast but um yeah which is why we love you being on this podcast (laughs) yeah yeah what's your triplet 
huh? My triplet. Um, is well, I just assumed that someone was going to say succession because of cousin Greg, oh. and because of I guess abuse of power and stuff. So it's like, is that that TV show that everyone's obsessed yes, with? Yes, on HBO. Yes, wait. That we don't. It isn't talked about as much in Australia, right? Because like yeah, whenever cause you look Australia at like lists in America, have HBO and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's just weird that like stuff. it's the one of the shows in America. But whenever I like mm. see it, people don't talk about it over here. Anyway, sorry. No, yeah. yeah, I agree. It's not, but um, yeah, I think it slaps. Um, and I don't have like a thematic link beyond just thinking about it now and being like, it's about power as well. But uh, yeah. but Nicholas Brown is great in it. But the backup suggestion that I was going to give also was The Nick, which is uh, mm. also a TV show mm. about like, have any of you seen it? No. No. It's like, I think set in like the ni- 1900 in New York and it's like a hospital show and like 1900 hospital is just like horrific because it's just like, let's just get a knife and cut you open. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Horrible, and they like horrible. don't wash their hands or they just like rinse them off in a bucket real well, quick. Well, okay, no, this is what I want to say. The reason I'm mentioning it is because Michael Angrano is in it as like oh. one of the surgeons and he's great and he's like very sweet in it. Um, and but but the hand washing is like really thorough. The reason I'm mentioning the show is because I feel like it's like beautiful in the age of Rona just to see them like wash <laughs> their hands like up to their elbows like and scrub their nails because they're surgeons so there's like a lot of time spent on like just watching them wash their hands before they like dive into a pregnant lady but it's like it's great yeah um oh my god it's directed by Soderbergh I didn't know that that's crazy yeah that sounds great very good I've never heard of this good pick I'm gonna get onto this (laughs) Love it. Yeah, they sound like Meg shows, actually. Yeah, it sounds like a Meg. I don't. Yeah, you guys both have great show suggestions now. I've started watching more shows. Eliza suggested to me, um, "I may destroy you." Oh my yeah. god, it's so, like, yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna watch that next. Yeah. Wow, I, guys, this was so fun. Yeah, thank you so much for yeah, joining us. Thanks for coming us on. on. You have such great insights. You, so you had great thought. Very interesting thoughts. Oh, yes. Do you have? Would you like to plug your own awesome podcast, Biweekly? Oh my gosh, no! Listen, thank you. you. Don't want- <laughs> <laughs> this is a nonsense thing. That's like not a proper. Like we do not take it seriously but it's good people should listen to us still but we yeah, like claim we barely take this seriously anymore it's just, it just is what it no, is but i mean to you the extent that like we were like we had things to say about like three different things and then couldn't like had nothing else to say and had no interest in continuing and then like recorded oh. another episode like months later and like it's very much just for our own entertainment but like <laughs> that's great i appreciate it We'll be there. We'll be there. Bi-weekly. We'll be listening. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Much love. Wow. Um, Joy, joy. For everyone else, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Twin Picks. We would love it if you would subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes or if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it means more people happen upon this as like a suggestion. So we would love any reviews we get there. Um, Yes. If you have... Any other feedback, you can shoot us an email at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can check out some of Ivana's writing and my writing at roughcutfilm.com. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I think that's and it for also, this week. But what, we also have to talk about whatever movies we're watching next week. Yes. Next Which, week. Oh, Meg, Meg can say them because Meg picked them and they're very good. Oh, my God. I feel did a lot you? of pressure. I can't remember. Well, I picked one of them. Yeah. We will be talking about next week Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters, and Silence. Which Ooh. means if you want to watch along, good thing we're in isolation again because you have plenty you of time along. to watch these chunky yeah. movies. So we're getting getting in deep into the canons. We've got a Scorsese and a Schrader. So yeah. I'm excited. We'll- a second Scorsese. Or third Scorsese? No, no, second. No, I think second, yeah. 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 Wow. Sick. Like he needs any Can we do attention. something Cowboys soon? I'm saying that on the podcast, so you have to <laughs> so say So we have to, okay, yeah. Ivana, make yeah. another suggestion of Cowboy thing we should watch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go. Oh, you're good at Cowboy and Romy and Michelle. Just his <gasps> scenes. Uh, yes. And the Cowboy yes. Mulholland Drive. I yes. really <laughs> want to do Romy and Michelle. <laughs> oh, she's good. <laughs> Thanks wow. so much for listening, guys. We'll be back in your ears next week. Yeah. Yahoo. See ya.